Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning, or actually good evening, and welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. Uh, I'm Wayne, your host, um, otherwise referred to by my wife occasionally as the Bald Avenger. Um, Sorry this is coming to you in the evening um, this evening. Uh, I normally would have recorded it in the morning, but my wife and I, I had to take her to the emergency room late, very late last night, and we did not get in until around two in the morning. Um, they've, They've diagnosed her and given her appropriate medication and stuff, but unfortunately, until the issue passes, the medication she's got to take is going to make her sick as well. So uh, if if you feel drawn to, please pray for us. Um, pray for her, definitely. I mean, she's my wonderful, wonderful wife, and I love her very much. But unfortunately, the, <laughs> it is very tough when stuff like this happens. Um, and I, I definitely, please pray for her. Um, this is something she deals with kind of regularly, but it never makes it easy. Uh, so definitely please pray for her. So that's why we're coming to, I'm coming to you this evening, but I wanted to make sure I got in our reading. Um, so again, we are going to proceed with uh, reading from the Puritan prayers. I won't draw this out much further, but we'll start reading from the Puritan prayers. I'm going to start with resting on God as I do e- each uh, morning or each podcast. Uh, first one again is resting on God. O God, most high, most glorious. The thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, Vindicate it. See Jesus as its essence, knowing it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. And now grace and trials, as we do each morning. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful, even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross. 
by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself, giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust and thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee, for Jesus' sake. And finally, of our prayers, uh, this is the fourth day of the week, Sunday being the first, so I will do fourth day morning. It's called the Lord of Heaven. Thy goodness is inexpressible and inconceivable. In the works of creation, thou art almighty. In the dispensations of providence, all wise. In the gospel of grace, all love. And in thy Son, thou hast provided for our deliverance from the effects of sin, the justification of our persons, the sanctification of our natures, the perseverance of our souls in the path of life. Though exposed to the terrors of thy law, we have a refuge from the storm. Though compelled to cry unclean, we have a fountain for sin. Though creature cells of emptiness, we have a fullness accessible to all and incapable of reduction. Grant us always to know that to walk with Jesus makes other interests a shadow and a dream. Keep us from intermittent attention to eternal things. Save us from the delusion of those who fail to go far in religion, who are concerned but not converted, who have another heart but not a new one, who have light, zeal, confidence, but not Christ. Let us judge our Christianity not only by our dependence upon Jesus, but by our love to him, our conformity to him, our knowledge of him. Give us a religion that is both real and progressive, that holds on its way and grows stronger, that lives and works in the spirit, that profits by every correction and is injured by no carnal indulgence. All right, now we're going to read from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening for August 31st. Excuse me, I'm getting a drink. Um, because it is so late in the day, I'm going to go ahead and read from the evening for August 31st. I probably should have read the fourth day evening, but we'll do the evening for August 31st here. The scripture for it is from 1 John 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth, cleanseth us from all sin. As he is in the light, can we ever attain to this? Shall we ever be able to walk as clearly in the light as he is, whom we call our Father, of whom it is written, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Certainly this is the model which is set before us. For the Savior himself said, 
Be ye perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. And although we may feel that we can never rival the perfection of God, yet we are to seek after it and never to be satisfied until we attain to it. The youthful artist, as he grasps his early pencil, can hardly hope to equal Raphael or Michelangelo. But still, if he did not have a noble bow, ideal before his mind, he would only attain to something very mean and ordinary. But what is meant by the expression that the Christian is to walk in light as God is in the light, we conceive it to import likeness, but not degree. We are as truly in the light, we are as heartily in the light, we are as sincerely in the light, as honestly in the light, though we cannot be there in the same measure. I cannot dwell in the sun. It is too bright a place for my residence, but I can walk in the light of the sun. And so, though I cannot attain to that perfection of purity and truth, which belongs to the Lord of hosts by nature as the infinitely good, yet I can set the Lord always before me and strive by the help of the indwelling spirit after conformity to his image. That famous old commentator, John Trapp says, we may be in the light as God is in the light for quality, but not for equality. We are to have the same light and are as truly to have it and walk in it as God does. Though, as for equality with God in his holiness and purity, that must be left until we cross the Jordan and enter into the perfection of the Most High. Mark that the blessings of sacred fellowship and perfect cleansing are bound up with walking in the light. Okay, and to our scripture reading for the day, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to take another drink. Our readings today are going to be from 1 Samuel 24, 1 Corinthians 5, Ezekiel 3, and Psalm 39. So 1 Samuel 24. Now when Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheepfolds on the way, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the inner recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, Behold, this is the day of which Yahweh said to you, Behold, I am about to give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it seems good in your eyes. Then David arose and cut off the edge of Saul's robe secretly. And it happened afterwards, afterward that David's heart struck him because he had cut off the edge of Saul's robe. So he said to his men, Far be it from me because of Yahweh that I should do this thing to my Lord, the anointed of Yahweh, to send forth my hand against him, since he is the anointed of Yahweh. And David tore, tore his men to pieces with these words, and did not allow them to rise up against Saul. And Saul arose, left the cave, and went on his way. Now afterward David arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, saying, My lord the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the ground and prostrated himself. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men, saying, Behold, David seeks to do you evil? Behold, this day your eyes have seen, 
that Yahweh had given you today into my hand in the cave, and some said to kill you, but my eye had pity on you. And I said, I will not send forth my hand against my Lord, for he is the anointed of Yahweh. Now, my father, see, indeed see the edge of your robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the edge of your robe and did not kill you, know and see that there is no evil or transgression in my hand, and I have not sinned against you, though you are lying in wait for my life to take it. May Yahweh judge between you and me, and may Yahweh avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom are you pursuing? After a dead dog? After a single flea? Therefore Yahweh be judge and execute justice between you and me. And may he see and plead my cause and execute justice for me to escape from your hand. Now it happened that when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Then Saul lifted up his voice and wept. And he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have dealt well with me, while I have dealt evil with you. And you have declared today that you have done good to me, that Yahweh surrendered me into your hand, and yet you did not kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safely? May Yahweh therefore reward you with good in return for what you have done to me this day. So now behold, I know that you will surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand. So now swear to me by Yahweh that you will not cut off my seed after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's household. So David swore to Saul, and Saul went to his home. But David and his men went up to the fortress. Now 1 Corinthians 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and sexual immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles, that someone has his father's wife. And you have become puffed up, and have not mourned mourned instead, so that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. For I, on my part, though absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this, as though I were present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are in fact unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, also was sacrificed. Therefore let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not at all mean with the sexually immoral people of this world, or with the greedy and swindlers, or with idolaters, for then you would have to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with any so-called brother, if he is a sexually immoral person, or greedy, or an idolater, or a reviler, or a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Are you not to judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God will judge. 
remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Hmm. Now Ezekiel 3. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he fed me this scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach and fill your body with this scroll, which I am giving you. Then I ate it and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, Son of man, go now, come to the house of Israel and you shall speak with my words to them. For you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible lips or a difficult tongue but to the house of Israel, nor to many people of unintelligible lips or a difficult tongue, whose words you cannot understand. But I have sent you to them who should listen to you. Yet the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you, since you are not willing to listen to me. Surely the whole house of Israel is stubborn with a strong forehead and stiff heart. Behold, I have made your face as strong as their faces, and your forehead as strong as their foreheads. Like diamonds stronger than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them or be dismayed before them, though they are a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, take into your heart all my words, which I will speak to you and listen with your ears. And go now, come to the exiles, to the sons of your people, and you shall speak to them and say to them whether they listen or whether they refuse. Thus says Lord Yahweh, then the Spirit lifted me up, and I heard a great rumbling sound behind me. Blessed be the glory of Yahweh in his place. And I heard the sound of the wings of the living creatures touching one another, and the sound of the wheels beside them, even a great rumbling sound. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went embittered in the wrath of my spirit, and the hand of Yahweh was strong on me. Then I came to the exiles who lived beside the river Chebar at Tel Abib, and I sat there seven days where they were living, causing consternation among them. Now it happened at the end of seven days that the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, I have given you as a watchman to the house of Israel, so you will hear a word from my mouth, and you shall warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, You will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked way that he may live, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you have warned the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered yourself. Again, when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before him, he will die since you have not warned him. He shall die in his sin, and his righteous deeds which he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. However, if you have warned the righteous man that the righteous shall not sin, should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning, and you have delivered yourself. And the hand of Yahweh was on me, and he said to me, Get up, go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. So I got up and went out to the plain, and behold, the glory of Yahweh was standing there, like the glory which I saw by the river Chebar, and I fell on my face. The Spirit then entered me and caused me to stand on my feet, and he spoke with me and said to me, Go, shut yourself up in your house. Now as for you, son of man, 
They will put ropes on you and bind you with them so that you cannot go out among them. Moreover, I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth so that you will be mute and cannot be a man who reproves them. For they are a rebellious house. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you will say to them, thus says Lord Yahweh. He who hears, let him hear. And he who refuses, let him refuse. For they are a rebellious house. And now Psalm 39. I said, I will keep watch over my ways, that I may not sin with my tongue. I will keep watch over my mouth as with a muzzle, while the wicked are in my presence. I was mute with silence. I even kept silent from speaking good, and my anguish grew worse. My heart was hot within me. While I meditated, the fire was burning. Then I spoke with my tongue. Yahweh, cause me to know my end, and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my lifetime as nothing before you. Surely every man, even standing firm, is altogether vanity. Surely every man walks about as a shadow. Surely they make an uproar in vain. He piles up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I hope in? My expectation is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the wicked fool. I have become mute. I do not open my mouth, because it is you who have done it. Remove your plague from me, because of the opposition of your hand. Because of the opposition of your hand, I am wasting away. With reproofs, you chasten a man for iniquity. You consume as a moth what is precious to him. Surely every man is vanity. Hear my prayer, O Yahweh, and give ear to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a foreign resident like all my fathers. Turn your gaze away from me, that I may smile again, before I go and am no more. And that is the end of our reading for today. Um, for those that are curious, if, if anybody's even listening, um, I, I picked up doing this. I, I've been led for a number of years now um, by God to to bring his word um, and for a while to preach his word. Um, some things have happened recently that is making that more problematic um, and is making me reevaluate some of that. But at the same time, in the in the study I've done over the years, I, I've definitely been led and and been shown that that believer and unbeliever alike, where we need to be, is in the Word of God and in prayer. Um, yes, the Holy Spirit works through preaching of the Word. Preaching of the Word is primary. I, I definitely agree with that and. And I, I would beg you to be in a local church, to find a good, solid local church and to be in it every Sunday and every Wednesday and every other time you can be there. Um, a good, solid pastor, good, solid teacher. Um, we need that. We all need that. But at the same time, individually, we have got to be in the word of God and we have got to be in prayer. All of those are used by the Holy Spirit to shape us um, to mold us for those of us that believe to help us in our walk, as I've mentioned before. Um, but definitely for the unbeliever, you, you're, you're not going to come to the face with faith without that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to claim that, that 
any pastor or any teacher or any, any even reading in the scripture is going to magically make you a believer. Um, the Holy Spirit has to work in you, bring you to, to regeneration. But the secondary causes are being in the word, are being in prayer, are being under solid preaching and teaching, which is what led me to doing this. That That is what led me to taking up my own practice of reading um, as much as I do in the scripture, um, which has led some people, and please don't think I'm saying this to pat myself on the back, but have led people to go, you read that much? And it's like, yes. And it's not enough. Um, it really isn't. I, I should read more. Um, and I'm disappointed in myself that I don't, and I strive to, to read more. Um, and, and, and not only do I do my reading, but I listen, as I, as I've mentioned, I listen to the squirrel on squirrel chatter, Gene Clyatt every day and take in reading through the ear, reading of the word of God through the ear as well. Um, and I would, I, again, I would recommend his podcast to you. Definitely please go do it. And that's why I started doing it because I realized I, I, I was hoping it would, it would provide some structure for you. It pr would provide, um, a boo, a lifting up. It, it would provide, it would help you to set, um, a schedule and, and, and to set a practice of taking in the word of God daily. Um, cause it is critical. It is critical for us, believer and non-believer and unbeliever alike. The only way an unbeliever is ever going to be saved is through the preaching of the word and, and being, being buried in the word, being, being deep in the word, constantly consuming and meditating on the word and prayer. And so I would beg you to please do so. If you don't have a Bible, please get one, but there are Bibles all over the place online. I mean, you can get to it. Uh, you can get to it where it's audible. If you, if you struggle with reading, um, which I know some people with different illnesses and stuff, it can start to cause them to have problems being able to sit down and read, but they listen. You've got to keep it in your ear. Um, all the time. It's got to be in there. That is how we stay immersed in God all the time. Because let's be clear, 10 out of 10 people die and 10 out of 10 people face eternal life and we will all have eternal life. It depends on where you're going to end up. And there is only one way to end up in an eternal life with Christ and an eternal life in heaven. Everybody else, no matter what their religion tells you, no matter what somebody tries to con people into believing, everybody else ends up in hell. That's fact. And I would, I, I would pray that that not be you. I pray that it's not me. I pray that it's not my family. Though there are some that I keep providing the gospel for, my wife and I keep giving the gospel for, and we pray that they would come to a saving faith. And that's, what's led me to doing this. And I, and I hope the time is helpful for you. Um, uh, this again, this is not because I want people to hear my voice. This because God has, I feel that God has led me to try to be of assistance and bringing people to an immersion and prayer, particularly Puritan prayers because they were such godly men. Um, I've always found Charles Haddon Spurgeon's devotional, very godly, very, very Christ centered. And, and it's very, been very helpful to me. So I wanted to share it and just delving into the scripture every day, every, every day of the week, every day of the year, it, it, it has been critical in my walk and I'm still struggling, but it has helped a great deal. And I hope it helps you. Thank you for listening with me. Let's pray. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so blessed to be able to get together again today um, for any of those that actually will listen to this. Lord, I, I would hope that that any and all that I've said, both the reading I've done and what I've said, that it would buoy them up, that it would lift them up, that it would um, lead them to be focused more in your word and in prayer. And Lord, that for any of those that are unsaved, Lord, that it would bring them to a saving faith in Christ. Lord, I don't, I don't want them to face hell. I don't want them to face your wrath. It's one of the most terrifying things is to face, face the wrath of a just God because a hundred percent of mankind outside of the grace and faith in Christ deserves death and deserves hell. We all do. But Lord, I would pray that the Holy Spirit can use any of this to bring them to a saving faith in Christ. And Lord, I would pray that this time in the word would help them as they walk through their day. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day out there. God bless you.